This episode of Brown Girl White Coat was recorded several weeks ago before the egregious murder of George Floyd, as well as the several examples of racial injustices that we've seen brought up over the Memorial Day weekend. I wanted to let you guys know that I've addressed this on my Instagram page, so feel free to check that out for resources for my formal opinions on this topic, as well as just speaking out and standing with my black followers, my black listeners, black people, black physicians, black creators. So if you would like to see my opinions, please go over to that page. If you would like to help, please text Floyd 255156 to demand justice, and you can donate to his memorial fund directly through gofundme.com slash George Floyd. So I am choosing to support this memorial fund through V Coterie, which is a brand on Instagram that creates white coat lapel pins. And she has two designs that say we all bleed the same and I can't breathe. And I chose to get the I can't breathe pin for my white coat. And 100% of those profits are going to the George Floyd Memorial Fund. This episode doesn't have a whole lot to do with racial injustice. And if you choose not to listen in light of current events, I totally understand. This episode is about Instagram growth and creating a medical page. So if you guys would like to stay tuned for that, that is what's coming up. And we also have a sponsor. So definitely stick around if you need a bit of a mental break. This is a super lighthearted episode. Today's sponsor is Hero Cosmetics. They're about to send me over the Mighty Patch, which is a hydrocolloid acne patch. I actually had a pimple pop up overnight due to wearing masks every single day at the hospital, so I'm extremely excited to stick on one of their Mighty Patch originals overnight. Hydrocolloid patches are actually really good for you because they gently absorb excess fluids you might have, like pus and oil from your popped pimples. Gross, I know. Um, but they also protect your little wound from bacteria and gunk in the outside world. So if you want to try the Mighty Patch for yourself, use the code WHITECOAT15 for 15% off at Hero Cosmetics. And thank you so much to Hero Cosmetics for sponsoring this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Brown Girl White Coat Podcast. My name is Sai, like a sigh of relief. And thank you guys so much for joining me today. So I have made the executive decision that we are going to forego the segments for this podcast because I recorded this episode already and it's a little bit long so I just want to get right into it I want you guys to get all of the good info and the deets and the tea pretty much right away so I don't want to bore you with any segments but just some life updates I'm currently back on rotations I've started neurology at a children's hospital here so I'm very excited to be taking that on I'm excited to see if this is a specialty I could see myself in I'm not really leaning that way but I think that you know, working with kids could show me if I was really interested in peds that is currently still on my radar. So I'm really excited about this. I'm a little bit nervous because of all of the changes that have had to happen with COVID, but ultimately I'm just really excited to get back into seeing patients. And obviously it's going to be a bit of a process to make sure everything's clean, make sure everything's sanitary, basically be wearing a mask every day, every hour that I'm there. So It'll be interesting and I will keep you guys updated, but in the meantime, I'm so glad to be sitting down and talking with you guys. And before we get into the episode, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Cybear, S-A-I-E-B-E-A-R. And we do have a podcast page for the 
or we do have an Instagram page for the podcast. So make sure you guys follow on there. It's Brown Girl White Coat Pod. And that is the best place to learn about new episodes that are coming out whenever I'm recording with new guests. I post stories on there as well as polls. So if you guys want to be involved in what kind of content gets made, a lot of people have recently requested and DM'd me on that account requesting a MD versus DO episode. So I would love to do that. That is definitely coming up next. But yes, that's the best place to go if you want to participate in polls and really be the voice behind what kind of content I create because, you know, the inspiration, it runs dry sometimes and I love to like rely on you guys and ask you and poll you and see what you guys really want to hear and make those episodes. So we have those two things out of the way and last thing really, really helps us out if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So make sure after you listen to this episode And after you listen to whatever other episodes you want to listen to, go to the Apple podcast page for this podcast and scroll all the way down and give us a rating. It can be five stars or it can be like whatever you feel, you know, whatever you feel in your heart. And then write a little review about what you guys like about the podcast, what you think I could work on. That would be awesome. And it goes public. So I would love to see it. And yeah, so without further ado, let's just get into this week's episode. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. So I want to get into what is going to be the meat of this podcast. I'm going to be talking about what it was like to start a medical school Instagram page and how I've been kind of growing on there, how I've gotten some really cool brand collaborations, uh, mistakes that I've made, kind of finding your own way in what is a very, very saturated market, dealing with the Instagram algorithm, all that stuff, all that stuff that comes with doing an Instagram page or doing social media as a student that is in a professional school. So yeah, let's just get into it. Let's talk about this stuff because it makes me super happy that people are really reaching out and doing all the things that they want to do during this quarantine time. And I think for a lot of people, the only thing that was preventing them from making social media pages was probably a little bit of fear and as well as time, obviously. So I think it's cool. It's so cool. I love when people make pages and blogs and share their love for food and fitness and makeup and skincare and medically related related things on Instagram. And I just love that so much. I think some people get a lot of flack from maybe their friends and family, like trying to become an influencer, quote unquote. But I think in the end, it's really about sharing what you love. And if you share what you love and people start to follow you and you find your people out there, I think that's just a great plus of it all. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about things that I've seen, things that I personally did to start growing my Instagram page a little bit. And I only have about 2,500 followers right now. And I don't think that I ever really tried to like get growth or get people to follow me. I never did like follow for follow or uh, anything like that. But I do have some tips that are going to help you get maybe an engaged following. I think that is really important in today's day and age with Instagram and engage following. So if you have any bots that are following you, if you have any people that are not in your target audience following you, um, or people that you don't know that aren't your friends, I think it's good to kind of delete those people (laughs) to begin with. That's kind of what I did at the beginning of when I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is something I'm going to start for reals. So I kind of deleted like all the people I knew were bots um, or 
I, I think I got like an influx of, you know, like a hundred followers one day and I was like, what is this? And, you know, I was kind of happy at first. And then you realize that none of these people are liking your posts. They're not commenting. They're not really engaging with your stuff. And so it's making your engagement rate go down quite a bit. And on top of that, having good quality followers that actually care about what you're doing is way more important than the quantity of followers. So I would start by doing that. And I received a lot of, and by a lot, I mean a few um, messages, DMs on Instagram, as well as emails. Um, since I do have my email written uh, in my Instagram bio now. So I did receive a few questions asking, you know, how to get started. And I thought that this might be a good central place to kind of send people if they have questions like that. And obviously feel free to message me or DM me or email me with any personal questions you might have that relate to your personal page. I would love to answer that for you. I'd love to like audit your page. I've done that for a lot of people and told them, you know, sometimes you just need like a third person to look at your page and tell you, you know, this is the kind of content I like. This is what you should do more of. Uh, take pictures more like this one and less like these other ones that have bad lighting, you know? So I think that I would obviously do that for anyone if you message me or anything like that. But um, this might be kind of a good place to talk about just general Instagram tips, etc. So creating a medical page, that was my niche, if you want to call it that. And I have struggled a little bit going back and forth with what kinds of content I want to post on that page. So if you don't already follow me, my uh, handle is at CyBear. And I did not change my personal handle from my... Uh, let me explain that better. So I had a personal page and I would post, you know, just pictures of me and my friends and... Eventually I made it public and then eventually I decided I wanted to kind of go for it and kind of do the medical school, Instagrammer, blogger type page. And I made the decision not to change my Instagram handle, but I honestly, if you're starting fresh, I would recommend having an Instagram handle that has something to do with medicine or something to do with your specific niche. For example, I just created a skincare and makeup page. So this has been a super interesting experience because I'm growing this page from scratch, basically. So I'm posting all new content. I'm experimenting with what works, what doesn't. And I'm basically trying to generate an authentic, completely new audience on that page. So I created the name GRW Psy. So get ready with Psy. And I created this name because I wanted to encompass all of the things that I wanted to do, including makeup, beauty, lifestyle, uh, skincare, but also just like cute selfies of myself, you know? So I wanted to encompass all that. I didn't want it to be something like skincare with Sai, and then you know I only talk about skincare on that on that page. So I think creating a good handle that relates to your niche is really important because when people search, for example, in the Instagram search bar, you search medical student, right? And this is also something I changed in my personal uh, in my personal bio as well. So if you go to my page at Cybear. I have my name, as Instagram suggests, I have Sai Joshi, and then I put a little horizontal or vertical dash, and it says medical student, and all that is included in my Instagram name. So when people search medical student, I come up. They don't have to know my name per se, but if they're looking for medical students to follow, then I am easily searchable in that way. 
So I think that's important, but also if you have something like med in your name, I'm looking up med and I see, you know, some of my friends, medical glam, I see med and messy hair, I see medical mian, medical jess, magnolia med, things like that. So I think it's important to have some sort of, uh, I was going to say screen name, (laughs) oh my gosh, some sort of handle that uh, relates to your niche. And I think deciding your niche is one of the most important, if not kind of the hardest things about this, because as people, we're not one, like we don't have one thing that sets us apart. We don't have one thing that we like to do. We are multifaceted. And just like me, I have so many interests, right? Like I wanted to post about singing. So when I had just a personal page that wasn't really a blog uh, or a platform in any way, I would post videos of me singing. I would post videos with my friends or pictures with my friends. And I think that now I even struggle a little bit on what do I post? What do people wanna see? I get caught up in that a little bit. So I think it's important to uh, decide that early on. And it doesn't mean that you can only post medical posts, but decide early on, am I going to be, you know, and this, this also goes to say there's many uh, subgenres within medical posts themselves. So I have friends who, you know, do strictly educational posts. Uh, someone like See the Med Life. I absolutely love his post because he teaches you how to suture on his page or he talks about relatable things or he posts pictures of him in scrubs and talks about how important taking yada 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 class was for his medical career. So super educational post. You wouldn't catch him posting like his favorite recipes or something on there per se. Um, So he sticks to his niche a little bit. And I think I've I've gone a little bit in the opposite direction, talking more about medical school lifestyle related things. So yes, I'm a medical student, but I also struggle with body image. I struggle with finding healthy recipes to eat. I struggle with fitting in a workout and time management. So the same things that I talk about on my podcast, I expand on them, or rather I talk about things on my Instagram and I expand on them in my podcast episodes. So I think that's a good way to start kind of narrow down a few things, maybe one or two niches that you really want to hit, and lifestyle can totally be one of them. Uh, You just have to present yourself in a way that it obviously relates to your main genre, your main niche, so that your audience stays engaged, stays interested in what you have to say. So I post mostly about medical school. I'll post, you know, about my clinical rotations and how those are going. But within those posts, I'll also talk about how hard it is to manage my time or what I've been doing for my workouts because, you know, my surgery rotation is going to be so difficult. So I'm going to have a routine already set up before I get there. So that's talking a little bit about niche. I would really have that, um, really have that laid out for yourself before you start and I'm really trying to provide you guys a little bit of value in this episode something that you can't just google obviously you can just google these things right like you know how to start an Instagram page but I really want to provide the perspective of someone who's started a medical school page and can help you guys do the same for yourselves I'm definitely that friend that's like, here's all my secrets. Like, I want you to do the same. Oh my gosh, like I just made money off of doing this or I just worked with this awesome brand. Like, I want you to do the same. So this is the episode where I just like tell you guys everything you need to do. (laughs) And if you have any further questions, I would love to like answer them more on my DMs or in emails if you want to send me those. So 
Okay, so you have a name, you have a niche, uh, you want to set up a really interesting bio, right? You want to say, let's look at my um, main page's bio. So I say, Sai Joshi, medical student. Then I say that I'm Indian American. So that's one point that all brown kids are going to relate to. They're like, okay, this is an Indian American med student. So if you have any ties to being brown, uh, being Indian, being an immigrant, being a person of color, and being a medical student, those are two things where I will relate to you and you probably want to check out my page. Then I have, um, it says medical student again, and it has a little emoji of a woman in a stethoscope. That is me. <laughs> and then I have a little microphone and it says podcast host at brown girl white coat pod and it links the podcast Instagram page. And then right below it, I have a little email sign and it says PR and collabs and my email listed out there. So that's something I recently added into my bio was uh, my emails because that is the most professional way to communicate with brands. And I wanted to let people know that, you know, my DMs or my emails are open if you do want to chat about collaborations or send me PR. And that's actually just by putting my email in there. I have received PR from companies that want me to just try out their products or try them out and just see if there's an opportunity for collaboration um, around the horizon. So that was really important. And then I have a Milkshake um, little link in bio. So Milkshake is an app where you can link multiple things. And the reason I chose Milkshake versus like Linktree is because it's aesthetically very pleasing and it's very customizable. So I you just download the app Milkshake. You can basically customize everything. I have a ton of links in here. So I move, you know, the things that matter to me the most to the top so that people can find them easily. So I have a little picture of me and it says where to find me and things I do. And the top thing is my Amazon storefront. Make sure you guys check that out. If you have any questions about the things I'm using in my Instagram posts or favorites I talk about during podcast episodes, they're all linked on my Amazon front. And I think the link is just, I want to say amazon.com slash shop slash cyber. So that's the first one. Then I have the latest podcast episode on Spotify and Apple, my TikTok, which is totally not taking off. I'm not posting very frequently on there anyways, but it's just a fun thing if you are into TikTok. Then I have a interview with a magazine I did that I promoted on my stories. Then I have my Poshmark closet. If you do want to purchase anything from Poshmark, I've loved uh, purchasing things from Poshmark. Have I sold anything from there? Absolutely not. But these are all the venues of both income and um, just like social media that I have going right now. And then at the bottom, I have my newest YouTube video, which was literally one YouTube video that I uploaded. So it was just a vlog of a week in my life in med school. So these are all the things uh, it's nice to have when you have under 10,000 followers because you can't do swipe ups. But it's nice to have that there because then if you direct someone to uh, from your stories to click on something, you can tell them, hey, go to the link in my bio. And this link has a bunch of links included in it. So you can direct people to many different websites of things that you do. So I think that's uh, pretty interesting. And I think it's nice to have like a good bio and a good profile picture. So my profile picture is a picture of me in scrubs with a stethoscope and it gives you an idea of what I do right off the bat. And then obviously I state, you know, 
the other things I do, the fact that I'm Indian, the fact that I'm a medical student, that I have a podcast, and then my email. So I think that's important when people first click on you. They're trying to decide, you know, should I follow this person? Should I not? And this is a good little summary of who you are. So then I want to talk about highlights. I think story highlights are super fun and I think you should have them and I think you should have aesthetic story covers if you're going to be a blogger or you're going to be someone with a public profile and you want people to follow you and it's totally okay if that's not what you want but I think that if if you do want that it's kind of a good thing to worry about the aesthetics a little bit because Instagram is a visual platform people are following you and liking your pictures first before they read your captions or they care what you have to say about anything so I have highlight covers here. I made these on Canva, I think. And so I have food, fitness, Houston, travel. So people see Houston in my story highlights or on my stories and they connect with that. So I think it's nice to just have something permanent that sits on your profile that people can connect with. So whether that's in your bio, whether it's in your story highlights or in your profile picture, I think that's a good place to start. So I would, if this is your first introduction at all to Instagram, I would have these things figured out before you even start your page, figure out your name, figure out your what you're going to upload as your profile picture, figure out all those things beforehand. So let's get into actually creating content, right? So after you have everything set up, you are going to start creating content. And that is the most fun and rewarding part of this whole process. So my workflow or how I go about creating content is basically thinking about what I wanna post first. So that includes the caption, right? So I'll give you guys a bit of insight. I'm starting a hashtag campaign on Friday because I feel extremely strongly about body image in quarantine. I am struggling with it myself. I sit on my bed for hours out of the day. I do med school things, I do research things, and I'm having a really hard time getting up off my butt and focusing on fitness. And the changes that my body is going through right now, whether they're for the good, whether they're not for the good, um, I've been having a difficult time dealing with those changes. And I think that a lot of people could be going through the same thing. So I have a post coming up on Friday that is basically just talking about, you know, your body is going to go through some changes in quarantine, how to be okay with those changes and how to maintain a healthy body image while in quarantine. So this is something I feel so passionate about that I know several days in advance that I'm going to post this. So today's Tuesday, I'm going to post this on Friday and I am planning this out. So I know that that's the caption I want and I want to think of what kind of picture would go well with this caption. I'm talking about body image. I'm talking about loving your body. I'm talking about the fact that your body is deserving of sunshine regardless of the changes it went through during quarantine. So I want to post a picture of me in a swimsuit and not to be like weird or anything, but I think that that's a cool thing. Like love your body. I'm it's deserving of sunshine, it's deserving to go to the beach, you're worthy of, you know, every, every, everybody has a bikini body, whatever that saying is, right? So that's kind of what I'm trying to convey here. So I'm gonna take a picture of me in my swimsuit and I'm going to be holding my plants because I'm gonna be talking about mental health and I think that, you know, having a prop, having a plant in the back or in your hand or doing something with your hands is visually appealing. So I'm going to take those pictures 
by myself in my room because that is the state of my content right now. And I'm gonna set up a little phone tripod I got for $9.99 on Amazon. And I'm going to take these pictures. It's gonna take me maybe 15 minutes to get a good picture. Then I'm going to upload my picture into, sometimes I upload it into PixArt and I will detail various things like maybe my eyes or my lips or face that sometimes gets blown out um, or just not the best quality. Then I will upload it into Lightroom. Now Lightroom is one of the best apps when it comes to making things look aesthetically pleasing, how to have a solid feed. So I will upload these into Lightroom and I have a preset pack that I bought on Etsy for like $3. So this came with like, I think like 20 different presets. So I will apply the preset on my picture and adjust the lighting accordingly. Now we have an aesthetic picture and we're going to upload it into the app called Preview. So I use Preview both for my makeup and skincare page as well as my main page. So I take this picture, put it into Preview, and on Preview, you can pre-plan your captions. So today's Tuesday, and I'm going to pre-plan a caption for my next post, which is gonna be on Friday, whenever I get time in these next couple days. That can be when I'm talking to my mom on the phone and she has to take a break or she has she steps off the phone for two seconds and I you know quickly open my app and I think of a caption and I write something really quick or this can be when I'm just like making waiting for my coffee to get done in the morning so this is kind of how I manage my time accordingly because planning out content and making content it takes some time and I am very guilty of posting pictures that I've already taken so Whenever I have someone near me, like my boyfriend or my sister, I basically have them take several pictures of me at once and I do different poses. Sometimes I'll change outfits and then I'll have pictures to post forever. So this is an example. Um, I, w I knew I wanted to post kind of like a funny post talking about the stages of quarantine and I knew I wanted to do it in like a workout outfit because I was talking about going on walks and how important that is for your mental health. So I had a couple pictures of me that I took at my parents' home in Ohio that my sister took of me. And I basically just went in my Google Photos and downloaded that, edited that to whatever my style is now, even though this picture was taken like maybe six months ago. So that's, that's fun. I never delete any pictures that I've taken. It's always something I can use even if it's like not the most flattering but maybe it has movement or it's interesting in some way um, I definitely save it and I use it for future posts that might have something to do with that topic like I'm wearing workout clothes I'm outside it's a beautiful sunny landscape um, I can use this for some content that I need for the future so now we're in preview and you guys hopefully have a beautiful feed planned out, right? Like I would plan maybe like two posts in advance, like just to make sure that things are going together. And oh yeah, another question I get a lot is like, how much should I post? And that is totally up to you. I think when I first started out, I was posting like once a week and I was like worried people would get annoyed of that. But I think that obviously social media is super personal. And I think that like the people that want to see your content will stay around. The people that don't want to see your content will unfollow you or they will mute you or whatever. So 
I see people that post every day. I've been posting every day on my skincare and makeup page because that kind of content is just different to make. It takes way shorter uh, period of time to create good content, create uh, a quality caption. You really don't have to say much. It doesn't take much creativity with that kind of thing. Um, and I'm not trying to like spread a social message at all on my skincare makeup page. Like it is what it is kind of thing. Like I'm talking about product reviews. I'm talking about, did I like this? Did I not like this? How did this work for my skin? Totally not creative at all. Um, but I do have a lot of fun with the pictures I take. So that part I do get to be very creative with. So basically you can post as many times per week as you want. If you're just starting out and you have a lot of quality content that you've already created and you're excited to get it up, sure, like post like twice a week or three times a week. But I think to start, personally, I did once a week and I think that that was just enough to kind of get the ball rolling and stay consistent. You don't want to just like drop off and not post for like two or three weeks because people will unfollow you, one, and two, people will forget who you are, what you do. So you want to, and I think the algorithm favors people who post more often. So you want to actually end up on people's feeds. So you don't want to just post, you know, this amazing quality post and then have nobody see it. So I think that's really important to do as well. So now we are on the path to creating quality content, right? And you want to see how am I going to provide value to the person that is looking at my post? So as I spoke about before, like see the med life. He does a lot of educational posts. I have other friends like White Coat by Day, Honestly Anjali, who post mental health related things. They post recipes, they post lifestyle content. So you want to really provide value to people. I'm using my friend's examples because I don't, I obviously hope that you guys know the kind of content I post as well and um, probably have a, an okay idea of that kind of stuff as well. So it doesn't always have to be this long list like, things I take to the library with me. It doesn't have to be this like like simple list of things. It can be, you know, a thought that you had while you saw a patient. It can be um, it can be how I paid for medical school. It can be things that like people really want to know or it can just be personal thoughts because I think people really want to get into the into your mind. If they want to be where you are, they want to know, you know, what are rotations like? What can I expect out of medical school? So this can include everything from fitness and how you, you know, time manage to what you did to get into medical school in the first place. It can be a variety of things, but I, I did want to give you guys a couple ideas. So now you're creating good content, right? You're taking quality photos of yourself. You're using great lighting. You're using similar kinds of lighting for all of your posts. I like to do mine during the day. Um, and if it's not during the day or if it's inside, Usually applying the preset on Lightroom will fix any of the issues that I have for that. But just in case it doesn't, I try to shoot most of my things in the daytime. Um, so my skin looks one color all the time. Um, so I think that's important. Now you're doing all that stuff, right? Like you're creating quality content. And what are some time-saving techniques? This is a question I get asked a lot. How do you manage social media? How do you manage content creation? and Instagram with the podcast, with research, with uh, clubs that I'm a part of at school, all of that stuff, right? And I think the key to all of that is to plan, plan out most things that you're doing. And like I said, I use Preview. Preview is a great app to plan out your content. 
Uh, Planoly actually will post your post for you and post stories for you at designated times. So I did use Planoly when it came to the podcast Instagram because it was a lot, you know, maintaining two Instagram pages. Now I have three. (laughs) Maintaining two was hard, especially during finals. So I would use Planoly to do that a lot. And I think that that helps because the post basically just goes up. You plan everything you plan, you know, you schedule it for when you know most people are going to be online and you can check all of that through Instagram insights on your page as well. So plan out your posts. That's a great thing. It's, you know, med school is a full-time job. No one expects you to have this whole Instagram thing figured out right away and writing these like thoughtful captions or writing things that people want to share people want to know it takes time like i don't i don't think a lot of people know how much time goes into these things and people don't give it enough credit sometimes so i think that you really need to sit down plan out your time uh personally when i would go to school i would do all of my instagram related content creation uh caption creation, planning, all of that stuff on the rail. So I take the rail to school. It's about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes every day there and back. And that like 30, 30, 45 minutes per day that I had for that, I would do on the rail, Um, especially in the mornings because I would try to like call family and stuff in the evenings on my way back from school. But I think that that was crucial. You know, just using those little pieces of time you have throughout the day, it, it really adds up. And I think that when people are so surprised that, you know, medical students have these blossoming Instagram pages and all that, I think they sometimes forget, you know, you have a lot of time that you're not just uh, studying or sitting around. You you basically waste a lot of time in transportation, um, walking to and from places, and you're always on your phone anyway, so why not, you know, write a thought that you have down? I think that's really important to maximize your time. So... And then another tip that I've recently found works really great is to repurpose your content. So personally, I have, you know, multiple Instagram pages now. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube page that I don't really do too much on. But, um, you know, I have Pinterest. I have, let's see, what else? What What am I thinking of? What am I missing? I have Twitter. I have TikTok. Like there's so many, so many social media platforms and there's a, you know, growing pressure to be on all of them. But I think when you repurpose your content, like take a piece of a blog post that you did or take a piece of a podcast or take questions that you got on Instagram and turn it into a post or, you know, you responded to many DMs and you used great language to respond to these DMs, turn it into an Instagram post or turn it into a podcast episode or just repurpose the content. So sometimes I'll you know, post pictures on different platforms. I'll post, you know, maybe I'll post a picture on my main Instagram page and then I'll use the same picture for a story or a different post on my podcast page, something like that. So reusing the similar uh, pieces of content, you spent time creating them. So like, why not keep using them and see if you can get new eyes on them I think that's a a really great tip for saving some time. So those are my tips when it comes to actual content creation, content planning, all of that stuff. Now that you have a great platform, you are building relationships with people. People are tuning in, you know, every day, every week to hear what you have to say, to read your captions, to see your cool pictures. 
you're going to want to grow. It's only natural that you're going to want to have more eyes on this content that you spent so long to create. So one of the biggest tips that I have, uh, I guess I have a few really good tips for this. So I personally just understood the value and the beauty of reaching out to people that are in your niche. I think that's so important. I just connected with a bunch of Vasey girls that are on Instagram that are either interns already or they are in med school. And I connected with them through this like random like project that we wanted to do the Vasey girl like makeup challenge where you like transform. Um, So we connected through that, but now it's been more of like just nice to have contacts on Instagram. I think online friends can totally be an asset and just connecting with them and just talking things over with them. Sometimes they'll tell you about like hashtag campaigns they're doing or they'll share your posts or you'll share their posts. It's a lot of just like good karma coming back around and it's really nice to see and just have in your feed this like constant positivity and constant content of similar niche as you just popping up in your feed you can see you know what else is everyone else doing Um, so you can see like what is everyone else doing and what kind of content are they creating are there any trends going on right now that I should kind of hop on that has been super great and just like be a good person on Instagram like if you comment on someone's uh, post they'll probably comment on yours or engage with yours I think that's um, a really good thing especially if the post resonates with you like I always I always comment on honestly Anjali's posts because she's like she just posts such relatable things. She posts things about mental health and they resonate with me. So I want to comment on them. And then in turn, I think she does the same with mine. Like we really just like go back and forth, um, just spreading <laughs> happiness and positivity and engagement on each other's posts. Like not for the sake of engagement, but just because we're both creating content that the other person like relates to in some way. So definitely, especially when you're just starting out, I would reach out and follow everyone you can in your niche and follow, you know, a few more people every day in your niche. Uh, Find out what people are doing. Find out what kinds of pictures they're posting, what kinds of brands they're working with. I think that's a a fun one too, because eventually as you start growing, you're going to want to work with brands and network and collaborate. I think that's just a natural progression of uh, getting somewhere on Instagram. So I think that's a, a good tip is to network, follow people in the same niche, um, use hashtags. That's a good way to find people in your niche. Um, I personally just use whatever hashtags come about. I've heard that if they're any bigger than 500,000 posts, uh, not a great hashtag to use. So I try to stay with ones that are like smaller, but I don't do too much research on hashtags. I, I'm sure it would benefit me greatly if I did, but usually with just a simple Google search, you can see Uh, what the most popular hashtags in a particular niche are. So that's a good way to not only find people, but to have people find you. Then the next tip is to respond to all of your DMs. So as your Instagram grows, you're going to have people DMing you asking, you know, what is the recipe for that cookie you made? Or what kind of sweatpants are you wearing? Or, hey, can you give me some tips about how to make my personal statement better? Like these are all DMs I've gotten just in the last day. And I think it's so important to respond to everyone. Like they are the ones that are consuming your content. They're there to build you up and help you get to where you want to be. And they like your stuff. They're engaging with your stuff. So I think that it's the least you can do to respond to DMs and be nice and offer mentorship. 
think about why you even started content creation in the first place. Like for me, it was to um, kind of boost up my podcast and the podcast was to encourage diversity in medicine and to talk about my own personal experiences dealing with, you know, sexism in medicine and and hearing about racism that people experienced in medicine. And I wanted a place to ex- like, you know, detail all of these personal anecdotes. And then I created the Instagram as a way to kind of back up and support my podcast. So think about what brought you to content creation in the first place. It was probably forming connections with people and mentoring people and feeling like you have some value to offer other people or you have a really interesting story. So that's going to make people curious. It's going to make people want to DM you and reach out. So make sure you respond and cultivate those relationships with your followers. Um, Those are the people that are going to comment on your things, are going to like your things, are going to ask you questions. And that's why you do it in the first place. So definitely respond to everyone unless they're creepy or they're in an MLM and they're trying to recruit you. You can just delete those or you can respond with very snarky things. But for the most part, respond when people ask you questions. And that's, I think, one of the better things that I did when starting out my page. I responded to literally everybody. Anyone that would ask for personal statement help, mentorship, I would respond and I would give my time whenever I could to those people because they're the people helping you grow in the first place. So those are my tips for growth. And you want engaged quality growth. You don't want followers. Do not pay for followers. Do not do follower bots. Do not do follow for follow. Yeah, don't do any of that. So now you are, you know, you have an engaged following. You have tons of followers that are liking your posts. You have quality content. Um, And now you want to start working with brands. So I've gotten some recent DMs on, hey, how did you work with this brand or what kinds of brands are looking for partnerships? And I'm here to tell you guys the secrets and the ins and outs of how I've worked with a lot of brands and what kinds of things you're looking for and what mistakes I've made, especially in dealing with opportunities like this. So let's start with, I don't even know where to start with this. So I guess maybe let's talk about mistakes I've made. I think that would be a good place to kind of start. So I received my first brand ambassadorship with a scrub company beginning pretty much as soon as I started my page. That was when I had, you know, maybe 1200 followers. Uh, It really doesn't take much nowadays, I think, to get a brand uh, ambassadorship and uh, maintain good relationships with brands, do collaborations. It really doesn't take many followers is what I'm saying. Um, It takes decent engagement and um, creating good content, having good pictures. And the brand needs to see that, you know, if you're modeling someone's scrubs, like you're going to take nice pictures of you in those scrubs. It doesn't really matter if you have a million followers. They just want people who like their scrubs. And it kind of helps if you already use the product, you already like the product. It's not a forced uh, collaboration by any means. So here are some mistakes I made when starting out um, taking partnerships without reading contracts or without even having a contract. So usually not having a contract uh, is a detriment to the company versus a detriment to you. Um, but having a contract protects your rights and basically outlines the deliverables. You don't want a company harassing you in your messages saying, you know, you haven't posted for this week. And then you're like, wait, I thought I did all the posts that you guys asked me to do. So definitely make contracts and follow them. And I think that's, you know, that's some tea right there because there are definitely some companies out there that will try to jip you and not value your time. And I think that you need 
something laid out in writing for sure. Um, Second mistake is taking a partnership when it didn't really fit the theme of your page. So I don't know if I've exactly made this error or this mistake before, but I definitely have, you know, friends and uh, contacts in the Instagram space or that do Instagram that will pretty much take whatever sponsorship or whatever collaboration comes their way. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. You don't want to alienate your followers and your viewers. For example, the podcast sponsorship I did with Pixarize, that was like literally one of my favorite things because first of all, I, well, they reached out to me and then I reached out to them. It was like a cool partnership. We both wanted to work with each other and they were extremely easy to deal with. I drafted a contract for them you know, it was a a sponsorship over a few different episodes and I wanted to make sure we were very clear in what each party wanted and it was being delivered. So that sponsorship was so natural for me because I was already using Pixarize and I believed in it so wholly that it made it really easy to talk about it on my page and it made it easy for me to say, hey, all you people who trust me, um, you guys should go sign up too. So that was a very natural partnership, but I've definitely... I think one of the first companies that reached out to me, I didn't really vibe with that much, but I was like, whoa, like a company wants to work with me. That's amazing. Clearly, like my page stood out to them. And so I kind of like took the opportunity. Um, But even then I made sure like, hey, if I don't like this product and I don't want to post about it, what happens? And they said, oh, if you don't like it, you don't want to post about it. It's okay. So definitely make sure that there's no like strings attached. You don't want to be posting about something you've never tried. That would be the worst. You don't want to promote something for free that you have never tried. These brand ambassador programs uh, where they make you pay for the product and you get like a 20% discount for promoting it or you make like 5% commission. Do not do those. Like especially if you've never tried something out before. I understand if it's like lululemon or freaking amazon or something and you're like okay i'm making commission because i already tell people about this anyways that's a little bit different but you know they have a ton tons of ambassador programs like that will just spam people's pages and those are always a scam if they ask you to pay for anything if they ask you to pay for shipping it's a scam if they ask you to pay 40 percent or they ask you to pay 20 percent of the product's price it's a scam you should not have to pay anything at all and Um, yeah, so don't, don't work for, or don't value yourself less than what you deserve, obviously. So I think another mistake I made was waiting for brands to come to me instead of reaching out. So there are obviously some brands that I use in my everyday life that I would absolutely love to partner with, like people like Fabletics, like a company like Fabletics I use all the time, something like Gymshark or Lululemon, like any athletic wear brand I use all the time. I would love to partner with a company like that. And now that my page is gaining a little bit of traction, I think that it would be cool to just reach out to a company like that and email them and kind of pitch myself. But previously, maybe like a couple months ago, I think some mistakes I was making is just waiting around and, you know, engaging with brands content that I kind of liked or I was unsure about. And then they would reach out to me with a collaboration opportunity, but I wasn't like super invested in that brand to really promote their products or to accept payment from them. So, you know, especially if it's not natural, like obviously like a scrub company or like anything to do with like lifestyle, mental health, fitness, um, you know, tech, obviously I would take a 
a partnership with something like that that fits really well into my page in the first place. But if it's something really out of left field, like why would I advertise a waist trainer on my page? Like that is the opposite of my message and that it just doesn't feel right. Like it feels weird to ask someone that does medical school life and does like healthy body image to advertise a waist trainer and I've gotten a message like that before so if a company comes up to you and asks you know can you advertise this waist trainer or shapewear or something like that they clearly don't know you like so honestly I just chalk it up to the fact that it's probably a scam they don't know the content you post one time or a few times actually I've had emails be sent to me saying you know we love your YouTube videos like can you advertise blah 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 blah. and I barely have anything up on my YouTube video so I I don't know where that comes from I chalk it up to it being a scam so definitely reach out to brands that you want to work with and pitch yourself and I promise you it might take a million tries but I promise you there are brands out there that are looking for the kind of value that you provide, the kind of connection you have with your audience, and it can only turn out good from there. Like you will have a working relationship with the brand even after your collaboration is over. You know, it's it's always cool to be in the back pocket of a brand that you really enjoy and that you love. So um, another mistake don't work for free, obviously. You want to be getting something in return, especially if you are using props that you need to go out and buy in your pictures. If you are using time, if it takes anything more than like two minutes to snap a picture, you are wasting your time. Like you're using your time to advertise for this company. So always value yourself higher um, than you think. Value yourself more. Your Your time and your energy are worth more than you probably give it credit for. So definitely, um, definitely follow those tips. And I would love to talk about this more. This podcast is getting so long and I did not even imagine um, that I would have this much to say about this topic, but it's been super fun just to sit down and talk about it. So the last thing I wanted to talk about is obviously when you're in a professional school, even if you're not, um, if you're employed, you want to be a little bit careful about what you post. And this is not to say that you shouldn't be courageous in what you post. I had Dr. Mary Brandt on my podcast and I talked about the role of medical students when it comes to social media and she had the best advice. She said, be courageous. So this includes not, you don't have to hide, you know, political opinions. You don't have to hide the fact that you you know, are humanitarian. You don't have to hide the fact that you care about LGBTQ rights. You don't have to hide the fact that you are pro-choice, whatever, right? Like you don't have to hide these things from the internet, but you do have to present them in a very professional way. So you don't want to use profanity, I would say. Personally, I wouldn't use profanity. I wouldn't have like super vulgar photos of myself on the internet um, for obvious reasons you want to post things that uh, can add to your resume like imagine talking about this in an interview that you get to connect with so many people on a daily basis that you're talking about mental health you're talking about body image you're talking about all of these cool things that people care about on a daily basis on a social platform you don't want people to click on your profile and see that you use vulgarities or see that you um, are mean or insensitive This just goes without saying, but like you obviously don't want to be, you know, culturally insensitive. You don't want to, you want to police your language a little bit, but you obviously don't have to police the fact that you care about 
like say you want to post about the fact that a Supreme Court justice judge should not be confirmed because he has a suspected sexual assault or sexual assault charges against him or that you do not approve of the current presidential candidates, something like that. You don't have to worry about posting those kinds of things. These things are, are especially with COVID too, like these things are the realm that people look towards healthcare professionals to set the standard and to offer an opinion. So it's actually proven, uh, don't quote me on this, and I will maybe link a study in the show notes, but proven that people are more likely to change their minds or more likely to listen when you go into a comment section on Facebook and say, you know, I'm a medical student and here, here's my opinion on something. So if you want to start a Facebook war, that is. If you don't, obviously, just, you know, lay low do do whatever you need to to get through this crazy time but basically i'm saying that people value medical students opinions uh when it comes to pretty much anything and it's 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 on you to be courageous it's on you to spread the word about something you care about or lift up a group of people or you know talk about a patient population you want to serve or talk about injustices that are happening like feel free to do all of those things on social media as long as you stay very professional so those are my two cents. That's my two cents on that. And if you guys have any more questions about social media, I absolutely love answering things like this. And I would redirect you to a podcast I just started listening to on my daily walks. It's the Influencer Podcast. So she talks about everything from content creation to, you know, she she does advertise a little bit about her own uh, personal agency that she has to help people and that she makes money off of. But I think it's really interesting to see people that do this for a living. Like there's also another podcast, the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. People do this for a living. They make six figures out of it. Like we can take some tips from them and incorporate them into our smaller blogs and our smaller pages and use these to, you know, maybe she's talking about hashtag strategy. Like you can totally use that to make sure that a quality post that you made gets more traction or gets more eyes on it. So I really like listening to those things because I love to like hear about the numbers, the business behind it. It's so interesting to me. So if you guys want to hear more, definitely go check out those podcasts if you like content like this. This was a little bit veering off of my personal comfort with this podcast. I love to interview physicians on here. I love to interview people that are related to the medical space, that are doing great things for humanity and for the medical field. But this is a little bit of a different thing because I know a lot of you have a lot of time on your hands right now and you want to be on Instagram and you want to share a message or you want to you want to just gain popularity on Instagram. Like that's totally fine if that's your MO too. So I wanted to take a different take with this episode, but especially considering the fact that physicians are the busiest they'll ever be pretty much. So I'm having a hard time getting hold of the really awesome physicians I wanted to interview for these next couple episodes. But thank you guys so much for being so patient with me, for engaging with my content, for always supporting me. I have literally the best people listening to this podcast and I am sad that I took a bit of a hiatus, but I'm so happy to be back. And I can't guarantee that, you know, the posting will always be consistent on this podcast. I do have a ton on my plate, but it's always been one of the the more important facets of my social media identity. Um, it gives me purpose. It makes me feel like, you know, I'm talking to people. I'm sitting down with really interesting guests on my podcast, and it, it makes me feel like really good. And, 
yeah, it's helped me form a, an awesome network. It's helped me form amazing connections with all of you people there that are listening to this at the 56 minute mark or whatever it is. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for making this podcast a part of your day, wherever you are. Thank you.